Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Jesus 911. I think it's a two man car. I'm over here in Ohio. Paul's in Nevada. Paul, are you on, brother? Can I have Paul Clay? Is he on? Okay. Let's talk about this article on mental. Uh, Mental Torments by the Devil by Monsignor Rossetti. It's a short article, and here's what he says. In fact, in his article, he's got an incredible picture of St. Anthony of Egypt being tormented by demons. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about St. Anthony. He goes, uh, what an incredible saint he was, and, and, and boy, oh boy, did he go through, uh, did he go through many uh, demonic attacks St. Jerome writes about St. Anthony, and he tells us all the challenges that he had in his lifetime. Uh, St. Jerome, who also knows about challenges as well. But let's get right into this article. Monsignor Rossetti writes, he's he's one of three exorcists out in Washington, D.C. He says, it's become apparent to me that more than a few of those mentally tormented by their sins and failings of the past are actually suffering from demonic obsession. Those are mental attacks. There's a normal type of real event, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, where a person obsessively ruminates about a real or imagined failing from the past. In the more severe cases, these ruminations and unsuccessful attempts to rid one of them, these compulsions, can be debilitating. Such individuals are usually best treated by a combination of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and medications. But there are sometimes masked within the deceptive trappings of an OCD disorder, an actual attack by the evil one. One senior exorcist estimated that 25% of the population is suffering from some form of demonic obsession. I have no reason to to believe that figure is exaggerated because according to the Journal of American Medical Association, 25% of adults uh, ages 60 to 85 use at least one psychiatric drug. About one in six U.S. adults reported are taking one or more psychiatric drugs as of 2013. Also, another medical journal article says that 25% of women are on meds for mental illness. The article reads, Paul, are you there? Are you on with me? Yes, yes. Yes, I am. Okay, okay. For example, John was tormented by evil and blasphemous thoughts to the point of no longer being able to function. Years of psychotherapy brought no relief. By the way, what is psychotherapy? It's psychotherapy is talk therapy. It's a term for a variety of treatment techniques done by psychiatrists and psychologists that aims to help a person identify and change their troubled emotions, their thoughts, and their behavior. That's what psychotherapy is. And so years of psychotherapy brought no relief. It was noteworthy that these obsessions, these are mental attacks by demons, began after his having relapsed into pornography. Confession, amending Mm -hmm. his life, and several deliverance sessions all but extinguished the mental obsessions. Here's another case study. Alicia was tormented with thoughts of self-hatred and despair 
often bringing her to the brink of suicide. While psychotherapy was helpful, the mental attacks were intense out of proportion to her psychological state, and the attacks began whenever she tried to pray or go to Mass. She too found considerable relief through renunciation of the demonic and subsequent deliverance prayer session. In both cases, the mental obsessions are not completely gone because the root is in, the, in their normal psychological weaknesses. But it became clear that Satan, being an opportunist, was exploiting these human weaknesses. He exaggerated these weaknesses to the point of complete dysfunction, despair, and suicidality. Now, Alicia and John suffer with a much reduced normal human weakness. The demonic ferocity of the attacks has dissipated. The demonic obsessions can be distinguished from psychological OCD ruminations by their intensity, being out of proportion to one's human state, and often brought on by engaging in holy practices. Also, there's usually an opening to the demonic that can be identified, especially in recent sinful practices or occult practices. Finally, the intensity of the mental attacks dissipates in the wake of deliverance prayers. At the end of one's life, this demonic obsessive assault is no longer hidden. As one enters the final judgment, Satan, the great accuser, accuses the soul of all, of, of all its infidelities in life. He demands that it be justly consigned to hell. And as St. Catherine of Siena, doctor of the church, relates in her book called The Dialogue, the Lord revealed to her that, quote, in the moment of death, the devil accuses them with great terror and darkness. The devil torments him with his infidelity in order to bring him to despair, close quote. So the soul's recourse in extremity and always in the mercy of God, that Jesus paid the price for our sins. We are saved in this life and the next by the love of our merciful God. Paul, comment on Amen. what Rosetti wrote. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Jess, um, there's a, a temptation out there uh, for people to say, you know, well, let's look at modernism for a second. Modernism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tends to try to deny the supernatural, okay, and look for a natural explanation for everything. And I think what Monsignor is pointing out here is that, um, you know, we're not, you know, saying that there isn't uh, legitimate, you know, uh, mental health. There aren't, there aren't legitimate mental health issues in the world. However, right. um, there is also uh, and can be that that uh, satanic uh, component to it. You know, Satan, uh, uh, like he brought out in the article, you know, he, he uses that human weak, weakness and then he exaggerates. That's right. It. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so, you know, on the one hand, you know, we, you know, we might sound like, oh, you know, we're just looking for a demon behind every bush type thing. But no, that's not the case. Uh, what we have to do you know, is rule out any possibility of the demonic and look at the fact, you know, people don't realize, and you've talked about it on other shows, and I know you have a lot of, you know, experience and knowledge in this, in in, in that field, but people um, uh, open doors. Uh, uh, Pornography is an example of how you open up a door. That's a huge one. That's a huge one in American culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that. But, you know, even I didn't realize it when you told me, hey, Paul, do you realize that a lot of pornography is being uh, cursed? So you have all these Satanists and, and, you know, people that, uh, you know, 
worship the devil that curse pornography. And so when these people ingest this stuff or they, they, I mean, they take it in, uh, it, it, uh, there is a, a, a door that you have opened up to demonic influence that is not easily shut. That's, that's absolutely true. The, the devil, what he does is he sees a human imperfection or defect in the, in the soul. Yeah. And what yes. he does is he makes it worse. It's like, it's like you go to, you go to McDonald's, say, I want French fries. They say, you want them supersized? Yeah, I want them supersized. <laughs> or you want a small yeah. Coke? Or a, no, I want a large Coke. The devil is yeah. able to get small fries. That's your human defects and imperfections that you have already. And he's able to supersize them. That's the best way to explain yeah. it. Yeah, listen to this scripture. This is 2 Corinthians uh, 10. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You see, just uh, th- there are strongholds out there, and we have to recognize that and acknowledge that, and to walk around in denial that somehow, you know, uh, these preternatural beings out there that, you know, don't exist, uh, they do exist, and they do um, uh, really cause, you know, a lot of the present, uh, the things that we're going on right now in the present that, that are manifesting in the physical, you know, they are rooted in spiritual disorder. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's interesting to note that science is starting to recognize this. Uh, a, while, a couple of months ago, I watched an interview that Raymond Arroyo from EWTN, who I watched, especially his Thursday night show is excellent. Um, yeah. He was interviewing William Friedkin. Friedkin is an American film director. He's also the producer and screenwriter best known for directing that movie, The Exorcist, in 1973, that won an Academy Award for, he won an Academy Award for Best Director. Classic. But William Friedkin, <laughs> yeah, was being interviewed by Raymond Arroyo. And yeah. he stated, William Friedkin stated in, the, in an interview on 4-19-2018, when Raymond Arroyo asked him, he said uh, about, uh, because William uh, Friedkin also recorded an exorcism uh, done by Father Gabriel Amorth back in 2015, right before he passed away. And he took that exorcism, that footage, to neurosurgeons and psychiatrists. So, so Raymond Arroyo asked him, so what if they tell you? Friedkin answered, he said, the neurosurgeons, when they watched the video I showed them, said they had no idea what this was. And these guys were guys who had done over 5,000 brain surgeries each. And they said, while everything originates in the brain, this is not a problem of the brain. So William Friedkin told Raymond Arroyo that the leading psychiatrists in the country now recognize exorcism as well. They call it disassociative identity disorder, DID, slash demonic possession. So the Bible for doctors or psychologists and psychiatrists is called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM, fifth edition. Mm -hmm. They now Mm -hmm. call the fifth edition of the DSM for medical doctors now has disassociative identity disorder slash possession in 
the psychiatric manual called the DSM. So it's now recognized brain surgeons are saying there is something here that happens in the brain, but there's no explanation. There's no medical or psychiatric term for this. For this. So they're not calling demonic possession. In the DSM, which is the Bible for doctors, they're calling it dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. So science, yeah, they, they, science is realizing that there's something, there's something that we can't see with all the sophisticated tools of science. Oh, yeah. Listen, hey, I was at the uh, uh, taking my dog for a walk um, yesterday, and I saw these people just, and they were dressed like animals with tails and masks, and they were, you know, running around on all fours like an animal. And I was like, what, are they practicing for a play or something? You know? And my wife said, no, that's a new thing. It's, yeah, it, we'll, we'll hit it back on the other side of the break. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, Jesus, I'm not kidding you. Don't go anywhere. We'll continue this conversation. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, one man from Ohio, one man from Nevada, and here we are on VMCR <coughs> on Monday's Jesus 911. Paul, we're talking about... Uh, Talking about uh, Monsignor Rossetti's article where he talks about some people that have mental illness, the demons will see that weakness and they will overlay it with uh, diabolical affliction and just make it worse. And you're sharing a story with me that you're walking the dog yesterday and you yeah. see people that obviously have mental disorders. What what, what did you see, Paul? Well, Jess. They were, there was three of them and they were running around the park on all fours with tails attached to them, acting like animals. And I mean, they were acting like animals. And, and so I was just like shocked. First, I, you know, I asked myself, is this a, you know, a bunch of, you know, young people just, you know, practicing for a play or something? And my wife says, no. She said, you haven't seen that? Uh, I said, no, on YouTube. And she showed it to me, and they call it trans species, uh, and it's a disorder where they, where people are saying essentially they identify with another species, and so they begin <laughs> to act out, you know, whatever species, you know, and and they blend it with their, you know, you know, the fact that they're human beings. But I'm not kidding. Just the world is getting weird. It's getting more weird by the day, and uh, that was just one example. And I don't, I don't mean to sound uh, like I'm old and and I can't relate, but I can't relate, Jess. <laughs> you know, it's funny I, you say I that because there, there, I, yeah, there, there's there's a term used by exorcists, uh, and the term is is this. It goes, the demon pushes humanity towards absurdity. So let's let's examine yes. that. 
this is a, this is a phrase taught by exorcists across the world in in the schools of exorcism. They say the mm-hmm. demon pushes human behavior to absurdity. Let's look at human behavior, Paul, and look at the way the devil and the diabolical has been pushing it towards absurdity. Probably about thirty years ago, we started with we, when you and me used to work the county jail. We had what was called transvestites. Remember? Oh, transvestites. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, these were, you know, men that dressed like women and, you know, women that dressed like men over at Sybil Brand Institute. Then we moved from transvestites. Again, the, the diabolical started saying, let me keep pushing, can we pushing human behavior towards absurdity. Then we started, again, now dealing with transgender. Okay, now people are questioning if they're male or female. Transgender bathrooms which is part of transgender. Then the demons started pushing human behavior towards even more absurdity. Now we have what you're, what you're talking about, trans species, humans yeah. that identify as animals. And Klaus Schwab, by the way, and, and Yuval Harari, they want to push the world, obviously influenced by demons, to transhuman, connect us with yeah. robots and make us like zyborgs from the terminator as we're connected to the cloud and to the internet so we can live forever this is a sign of the devil in our society where the devil pushes human behavior more and more towards absurdity yes and uh that's that's exactly right and when you look at the fact in in the book of genesis on the sixth day god creates both the beast of the field and man when man begins to somehow uh, reject the fact that he's made in the image of God, however marred that image may be at this point, uh, you know, uh, he begins to, uh, you know, act no different than the animals. And he's essentially, uh, because that's, that's the lie that they fed themselves, right? Remember, uh, uh, through evolution, we're nothing more than an, just another mammal you know, one of many mammals. That's right. Yeah, and, and, uh, and here's what happens. Dr. Scott Hahn explains it in his uh, lectures on the book of Revelation. He says, since man and the beast were created on the sixth day, he said, yeah. only the man, because the man has a rational soul, which means that he understands like God has an intellect and a will, like God is pure intellect and pure will. So the man is the only being created by God, the only species created by God that was meant for communion with God on the seventh day. The word seventh actually means in Hebrew, it means rest. The human person Mm -hmm. with the rational soul that's immortal and eternal and has an intellect and a will was meant to enter into a communion with God forever. But when a man yes. refuses to worship God on God's terms, based on the third commandment, by the way, keep holy the Sabbath day. And for us as Catholic Christians, our, the New Testament Sabbath is Sunday, the day the, 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 the day the Son of God rose from the dead. If a man refuses to adore and worship God, the catechism says, what happens is the man remains in a six-day six existence and, and has a beast-like behavior because man was meant for communion with God 
it, to yeah. rest and in worship, God and rest right? with God. And, and that, that's, that's worship. But a man who refuses to worship God and a man who refuses to adore God and enter into communion with God will remain on a sixth, six-day-like existence, which is beast-like. And that's why our jails and prisons all over the United States are filled with men. Amen. You are, you, you know, I like the way you put it, Jess. It is, you know, you're speaking truth, uh, and it's a truth that this world will never receive because it's the wisdom of God. And the Bible says that the natural man does not receive the things of God because they're spiritually discerned, they're spiritually understood. And again, through modernism, and this is what's hurt our church so bad, so many of our prelates have, uh, whether knowingly or unknowingly, adopted these views, of these modern views, where, you know, in, in practicality, you know, they deny uh, the supernatural. They deny, you know, this, you know, um, what's going on all around us. That's right. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not everybody. No, no, of course not. That's, that's, you're not overgeneralizing. Yeah. But uh, going back to this article about mental disorders, I have, a, I, have a, uh, I have a personal held belief that a lot of mental disorders are actually uh, diabolical affliction of, in some way, shape, or form or overlaid by the diabolical. Why do I say that? Let me share a story with you about St. Padre Pio Petrolcini, who died in, the 19, in 1968. Uh, this is a story that's relayed by Father Gabriel Amorth in his book, An Exorcist Explains the Demonic, on page 86. He says this, and that was his, that was his spiritual director. Father Gabriel Amorth, his spiritual director, was Father uh, St. Padre Pio. He writes about him. Mm-hmm. St. Padre Pio was convinced that many persons who were admitted to psychiatric hospitals and who remained there during their entire natural life were in reality possessed by the demons, and an exorcism would have been enough to cure them. This is also confirmed by the great apostle of psychiatric illness, the Spanish Carmelite, Venerable Francis Palau. In the hospital in which he worked 200 years ago, he exercised all the mental patients in the hospital, curing many of them. About 80% of them walked out of the hospital. This tells us something interesting. Psychiatric symptoms and diabolical symptoms assume very similar forms. So the story basically goes that this priest, Venerable Francis Palau, uh, he did an exorcism on like 200 patients in the hospital room, and 80% of them got up and walked out. Dr. Luis Sandoval is accomplished in the fields of mental health and spiritual warfare, a medical doctor, board certified in neurology, psychiatry, and family medicine. He is also a psychiatrist for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange, Ministry of Healing and Deliverance. Now, Dr. Luis Sandoval. I think a commercial jumped in, Richard. I think we still have a few more minutes. Um, let me mention also yeah. another thing. Everybody's watched the movie, The Exorcism of, of Emily Rose. 
the movie, in the movie, her real name is Annalise Michelle. She was a young German girl that was possessed by several demons back in the 70s. Uh, Annalise Michelle, in her final months before she died, she insisted on many occasions that she was not allowed to eat, and she was very adamantly opposed to going to the physician or a hospital because she believed that they would declare her mentally ill and place her in a mental illness facility. And during an exorcism of Emily of, of Annalise Michelle, the demons admitted to the two priests that it was their desire to have Annalise Michelle in a mental institution. Why? There, she would not have the benefit of the priests and the exorcism prayers, and they would thus be able to torment her more freely, and she would be out of the public view where the world would not have been aware of her possession and sufferings. So th those are for the transcripts of the, of the priests that were doing her exorcism. The demon said, yeah, we want to put her in a mental facility. That's why you, that way you guys will never pray for her and you guys will just forget her. Paul, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking it all yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me, yeah, let me just mention one more thing. Uh, I know we're going to be going to a break real quick. Uh, demonic obsession, these are mental attacks. We all deal with mental attacks throughout the day from the diabolical. That's why we have to take custody of our mind, take custody of what we read. One of the ways that in the Catholic Church you'll find, and here's where, Paul, you have an advantage, I have an advantage. One of the ways that Catholics have always cleaned up and purified their mind from all the filth that we take in with our eyes throughout the day is the reading of the Word of God. The Word of God, it purifies the intellect. And this is an old Catholic practice. I want to talk more about this on the next segment. The way we purify our mind and thoughts by reading the Word of God. Jesus 911, two man car. We'll be right back. Stick around. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Uh, one of the things that Paul, Paul Clay had a very powerful effect on me was to start reading the Bible every day. And I didn't really come to understand the, the importance or the power of reading God's Word so I started immersing myself in, 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 in more Catholic thinkers, and I think Paul's going to appreciate this story. St. Anthony of the Desert, uh, who, lived back in, uh, who died back in 371 A.D., St. Anthony of the Desert, he was a monk. He lived, he lived in the desert, so he didn't have access to the Internet or a thousand channels on his TV. Yet it's reported that St. Anthony, he, was, uh, he, was, he had so many temptations uh, so, so many demons at night would appear to him, and they would demons would tempt Saint Anthony with scantily clad women and tables covered with food. Uh, Saint Anthony suffered from dryness in prayer, temptation to despair, and Saint Anthony fought this by intensifying his prayer life, reading the Bible, and fasting. St. Jerome as well, scripture scholar back in the 4th century, he's the one that translated the Bible from Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, uh, Hebrew and Greek to Latin, the, the first translation in 405 AD. 
He actually went to go live in a cave for 15 years in Bethlehem and studied Hebrew and Greek with rabbis. And they asked him, so why would you move from the city into a cave? And he stood there for 15 years and grew a long beard and just translated the Bible from Hebrew and Greek to Latin. He said, while I lived in the city, he goes, I had the image of so many dancing girls in my head that in order to purify my thoughts, I had to read scripture for years to break and purify my intellect. Here's another scripture scholar in modern times. It's a friend of mine. About 10 years ago, I visited Father Mitch Pacwa, who's on EWTN. He's also a scripture scholar, speaks Hebrew and Greek fluently and Latin. Uh, he's a modern Saint Jerome and, and he, uh, Father Mitch Pacwa, I looked, I went to his house and visited him over in Alabama. His house has like 10,000 books. And, uh, and as I was talking to him, I said, Father, what got you so immersed into reading Scripture and studying Scripture from the Hebrew and the Greek and, and doing about 100 pilgrimages in the Holy Land? He says, to purify my intellect, Jess, he says, uh, again, because just as a young man living in Chicago, I took in many impure images. He says, I needed to purify my intellect uh, through the Word of God. So the Word of God this is exactly what it does. It purifies the mind. It, it, all the poison that's thrown at us from the world, the images of the world, the, just again, from television, you can, your iPhone, your laptop, there are so many impure images that Satan throws at you. He projects to your mind that the way these images are purified and deleted, so to speak, are by, this is the saints say this, St. Anthony of the Desert, St. Saint, uh, Saint Jerome, Father Mishpacwa. This is Catholic. These are the great Catholic minds. The study and reading of the Word of God cleanses and purifies the intellect. Paul comments? Yeah. Well, you, said, you said a mouthful, and it's exactly true. Um, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how are you, how, how do you renew your mind, Jess? You renew your mind with the word of God. The word of God is, um, and that's just it. There are so many. A lamp uh, unto my feet. Yes, and a light unto my path. But there are so many uh, distractions, particularly uh, for men these days, and particularly, you know, it's just thrown at us from every angle. Obviously, women too, but you know, as a man, I can relate to, you know, uh, and more I, men. I gotta tell you, yeah, and I and I gotta tell you, uh, this is by design. This is, you know, this is a, an attack of the enemy to essentially uh, defile the temple of God. Uh, if you if you're not renewing your mind, if you're not uh, meditating on holy things, uh, you know, the old, it, it's the old, uh, uh, computer terminology. We used to say garbage in garbage out. Right. Out. And, uh, so yeah, so you just have to, uh, capture each thought sacred scripture says why, because it's important. Uh, God knows how important it is and we have to, uh, you know, depend on him in order to maintain and, and have the ability to stand against um, really these uh, satanic attacks, because there's no way. I mean, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. I, I read that verse, uh, uh, another verse earlier, you know, emphasizing 
how uh, you know you know the weapons of warfare that we have are are potent, and 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 that's the only way we can stand against Satan. And those weapons, you know, are you know number one, you you discover what the arsenal is through sacred scripture. That's right, and uh, th- th- this is why once again you'll find the saints. They'll say that the most powerful way to purify the mind, the intellect, is by meditating on the Word of God. Meditating on the Word of God. Uh, King David says in the psalm, uh, he says, uh, uh, I meditate on God's Word day and night. I hear the music. I think we're coming to a, a close. No, I think we've got a few minutes left. So, Paul, what's your take on the... Uh, I think we've got a few minutes left. Paul, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think we're, I, I think we're still on. Um, here's, uh, the last thing I want to mention, Paul, I just want to mention a little bit about the consecration. You got any thoughts on the consecration? Yeah. Um, well... Just like it says in sacred scripture, just love hopes all things, believes all things. And, you know, my 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 thoughts are, you know, uh, um, I was very happy to hear that the Pope was going to do this. But one concern that I had, and I think you share that concern, is, uh, you know, it, you know, is it too is it late? Too late? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, go ahead, Jess. And, and, and it's a concern that, not, that, our, that yeah, it's it's a concern that Sister Lucia had as well. That yeah. when it's done, would it be too late? So that that's the only concern of mine because we've had seven popes before Pope Francis since the oh, that's exactly Our Lady right. Fatima's apparition. So yeah, and 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 but here, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my. You know, I know I was listening uh, to the remnant, Michael Matt, and you know, and yeah, and you you can hear, you know, he wants to hope and and believe the best for all of this, but you know, there there's just all the questions that that, that you bring out, like, uh, you know, why did we go through seven popes to get to this? And Michael points out, uh, you know, the fact that well, when when uh, Russia was steeped in, you know, eight you know, as an, as atheists, you know, that was their doctrine. And, uh, now, you know, Putin makes a turn and he starts, uh, uh, heading towards spiritual renewal in Russia. And of course, you know, nobody's reporting on those things or nobody wants to report on those things. And now all of a sudden, you know, let's consecrate Russia. It almost tends to go with the, with the theme of, you know, bad Russia, bad Russia, you know, we have, you know, that, yeah. that, that the whole world is saying, and I, again, I'm not justifying, you know, uh, war or what Vladimir Putin is doing, but I know that God uses war in order to punish sin. And and I know that the world is in a state of sin right now. And I know that the uh, European uh, uh, Union and, and, and the, you know, uh, and, and just the you know, governments of the world are moving hard left, which, which essentially mm-hmm. is making them enemies of God. And so we have to look at that and ask, you know, who are the real enemies here? Uh, because uh, the world is, you know, unless you ascribe to these ideas of, you know, uh, trans, 
this this whole woke the whole woke movement you know jess is is all is you know it, that's what the world has grabbed onto and said if you don't believe these things then uh we're going to isolate you and essentially cancel you and this is a, what they did to trump make no mistake we all saw what the media did to trump they you know they gathered together and they canceled a president a u.s president and they literally, yep. you know, were able to, uh, you know, they said 90% of the news that was reported against Donald uh, J. Trump was negative, only 10% positive. If you don't think that has an impact, um, these are the kinds of, um, you, you know, so so likewise, you know, you know, this whole thing with the Ukraine, instead of looking and, and uh, wondering, uh, you know, what's this really all about, and, you know, the way the media depicts this thing is like, oh, Putin just decided to invade the Ukraine out of the blue. No, this struggle has been going There's on more to Ukraine that. for more many, to that. yeah, many, many, many years, right? And it would be like, imagine if Russia decided they wanted to put missiles in Mexico. <laughs> what would the United States <laughs> what would have we to do? say about that? Yeah. Well, well remember what? Well, remember well, the well, Cuban Missile Crisis when they wanted to bring when uh, Khrushchev tried to uh, put them put a, put them in Cuba. Right. What happened? We almost went to World War Three over it. Right. And yeah. Yet, and look how far Cuba is away from us. Yeah. They're not in our borders. And so. Yeah. Exactly. And so the thing is, is um, when it comes to uh, the Ukraine and Russia's concerns, you know, and you could. Disagree or agree that you know what their you know with their concerns, but they don't want NATO friendly people on their border like that. And it's deep, way deeper than that. But even that alone, uh, you know, should be you know cause for us to you know, hey, let's let's deal with this diplomatically because this this could have been done in a diplomatic way. I feel like the people of the Ukraine are being almost sacrificed. You know, the, the, these guys are, uh, you know, the cost of doing business. Let's contain it in the Ukraine. And I really think I honestly believe that the strategy is to, uh, you know, use these sanctions to 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 force the Russian people to want to get rid of Vladimir Putin. You know, again, it, it's, it's back to that nation building mentality. You know, uh, we don't want to risk. Uh, any type of larger conflict. So we'll just uh, let them look like the bad guys so bad what they're doing in the Ukraine that their, pe their, their own people will throw them out. Great analysis, Paul. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Jesus 911. That's a wrap. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics, the big guy coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for us, uh, these two retired cops that love the Lord, love Our Lady, love the Catholic Church, and love, love the salvation of souls. We are E-O-W, end of watch. We are 10-7. We'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. Viva Cristo Rey.